Matthew 28, chapter, chapter 28, verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Good morning, everyone. Great to see you here. I know we've got a few people away on holidays. Uh, It's that time of year. If you've got your Bibles there, do keep them open. Let me just say, uh, if you are wanting to come along to the lunch next Sunday to hear Neville Naden speak, uh, one of his roles is he's the Australian Chairman for the Aboriginal Evangelical Fellowship and he's going to be talking broadly about what's happening in the country with Indigenous ministry. You do need to RSVP and if I can get you to put your name on the Connect card and let us know if you're going to come, that would be very helpful. It's $10 um, and Esther Thomas is catering so it should be a very nice lunch. I know we've got lamb that's uh, going to be baked in the oven so it'll be great to come to. Anyway, that's next week. We're here today, we want to hear God speak, so let us pray. Father, we do thank you for the reality of Easter that we've been celebrating. It was a wonderful time last week to remember the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. And we pray as we continue that reflection this day, that you'd speak into our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we're finishing uh, the series we started called Footsteps to the Cross. And every year now at the Opera House, um, if I can just uh, open up, I want to call today's message the dangerous idea of Jesus' resurrection because every year at the Opera House there's a festival called the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. And if you're not familiar with the Festival of Dangerous Ideas, it happens uh, later in the year. And leading thinkers and culture creators from around the world gather to present a series of talks and they bring uh, contentious ideas to the fore and challenge mainstream thought and opinion. And speakers at the festival are asked to take their ideas to the extreme and to create lively and thought-provoking discussions. And their aim for the audiences is to leave each session having experienced the excitement of a dangerous idea, being brought to life and having heard arguments and debates that have made them look at things in a different light. Now, they've had all sorts of speakers, uh, people like Julian Assange, Christopher Hitchens, Jermaine Greer, Jeffrey Robinson. I know those names are well known, uh, and they have strong opinions. Now, two years ago, in part of the festival in 2013, the ABC program Question and Answer, Q&A, if you know that program, I know it's watched by a lot of people on Monday nights, They broadcast their weekly episode for Q&A from the Opera House as part of the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. And on the panel that night, there was a number of people, including gay activist Dan Savage, writer Hannah Rosen, feminist Jermaine Greer, but also a guy called Peter Hitchens. Now, Peter's the brother of Christopher Hitchens, and Christopher is the noted atheist. He's the late now Christopher Hitchens, and Peter's his brother. And he's 
you could say, at other end of the extreme in terms of Christian faith. His brother, uh, Christopher, is an atheist or was an atheist, as Peter was. Uh, Peter, though, had a wonderful conversion to the Christian faith. And when asked at the end of the program, what is your dangerous idea, here is what they said. Have a listen. Okay, let's go to Jermaine. Well, I'm always in the same place. The most dangerous idea, the one that terrifies us the most, is freedom. To actually be free is, to most human beings, disorienting, terrifying. But it's the essential bottom line. If you want to be a moral individual, you must be free to make choices, and that includes making mistakes. Peter. The most... The most dangerous idea in human history and philosophy remains the belief that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and rose from the dead. And that is the most dangerous idea you will ever encounter. I have to agree with that. Just quickly, uh, just, I think you can't really leave it there. Why dangerous? I can't really leave it there because it alters the whole of human behavior and all our responsibilities. It turns the universe from a meaningless chaos uh, into, a, into a designed place in which there is justice and there, and there is hope. And therefore, we all have a duty to discover the nature of that justice and work towards that hope. It alters us all. If we reject it, it alters us all as well. It is incredibly dangerous. It's why so many people turn against it. Anna Rosen. Very interesting night, that one. Very brave of Peter Hitchens to stand up and say that. The dangerous ideas range from forced abortion for 30 years by the gay activist. I was appalled to hear that. Uh, you heard Jermaine Greer talk about freedom. Uh, it's interesting when you reflect on what she means by that because there's no moral boundaries when it comes to freedom and she's got some quite alarming suggestions. Less parenting. But in the middle of it all, the resurrection as a dangerous idea. Now why is that? And it's interesting, you saw Tony Jones, who's the presenter's response. You can't just leave that idea as a statement. What are you meaning by that? It's not self-evident. Why is this idea that Jesus rose from the dead a dangerous one? Now, before we come to examine that question, let me just update you on where we're up to in this series, if you're new with us. Uh, for the last few weeks, we've been walking in the footsteps of Jesus, as we've read the last couple of chapters of Matthew's Gospel. And we've seen Jesus wrestling in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. We've seen his unjust trial in front of Pilate. We've seen his crucifixion and the insistence of his own people that he be put to death in the most brutal manner. And wonderfully and miraculously, we saw last Sunday his resurrection and triumph over death. And as we end... Matthew's Gospel, we come to what's called the Great Commission and we encounter the risen Lord Jesus addressing his disciples and I would say addressing us. And if you've got your Bibles there, do keep them open, page 1000. This is the passage that's called the Great Commission and for good reason, the Lord Jesus, risen from the dead, sends his followers out to the world that is hostile against him to win the world for his sake. Now, what we're typically familiar with is the command, go and make disciples of all the nations. But today, I want us to stop and think a bit deeper about what's happening here and what this means for our lives, and in particular, 
the resurrection? Why is the idea of this Jesus resurrected from the dead such a dangerous idea in the world? And I think when you look at Matthew chapter 28 and you see this Great Commission, you see some of what Peter Hitchens is talking about. And I've got a number of things I want to talk through. Uh, Firstly, when you look at the resurrection, it gives a new meaning to what life is about. Secondly, it will give you a new mission in life. And thirdly, there is a new power for life. But firstly, the resurrection of Jesus gives us a new meaning to life. You see, if Jesus rose bodily and physically, which is the claim and the belief of the Christian church, from the dead, I want to say to us today, he is ultimate reality. He's actually the meaning of life. Now, that's a very dangerous idea because what we're saying is wrapped up in this one person is ultimate meaning for all of us. And if you believe that, it will change your life. Now, it's interesting. We're picking up from verse 16. And let me read to you the first two verses. Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. It's after Jesus has been raised from the dead and the women have witnessed him. And he tells the 11, go to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them. They were down in Jerusalem and they had to travel north up to the country. And in verse 17 it says, when they saw him, and it's worth saying, when it says they, others, scholars believe, have gathered with him. There's been this journey up north to Galilee. And there's a crowd of people there. And Matthew records, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Now when you reflect upon Jesus' life, there's no doubt there are three astounding claims regarding him. They are completely astounding. Uh, The first is the claim of Christmas. We claim that in the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ, God has taken on human flesh. Now, that is a mind-bending idea. That you can look at this person of Jesus and not just see a human being, but you see God himself. The invisible God in the visible image of the Lord Jesus. Now that is an astounding thing to think about. You can spend hours pondering this great reality of the creator becoming part of the creation. But then there's the astounding claim of the cross. That at the cross, it wasn't just a man dying, but it was the son of God dying in our place. And that the wrath of God was poured upon him so that we can be free and forgiven. And that grace and mercy flows there for all who will trust in the Lord Jesus and follow him. Then there's this third claim, the resurrection. And it really is the most astounding claim of all, really, because you see, when you think about human existence, one of the great quests that people have poured immense amount of money into is the quest for immortality. And people even today, millionaires and billionaires, are spending millions in a quest to find immortality. And the claim of the resurrection is this, And it's worth saying it's a claim that was prior to the claim of the incarnation that God became a man. It's prior to the claim that at the cross, God was reconciling the world to himself. You see, the church did not work that out. What they first worked out and first was revealed to them was that this man had conquered death. This man had conquered sin and conquered the devil. And you see, these three great claims, the incarnation, the death of Christ, the resurrection, the one that is prior, the one...